Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. Welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital Radio and 3cr.org.au. My name is Kaylin, and now before we get started, I'd just like to take a moment to acknowledge and pay my respects to the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. They are the traditional custodians of the land to which I'm coming to you from today. And this is land where we here at Brainwaves tell our stories, but also land where stories have been told by traditional owners for many years before us. I'd also like to pay my respects to their elders past, present and acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders who may be listening in today. Now, today on Brainwaves, we'll be speaking with Janelle and Frankie from Vimiac, and they're here to talk about the check-in service. Um, Now, check-in is a peer-based connection and support program for people aged 18 and over living in Victoria um, with lived experience of mental health challenges um, who are looking for peer-led support in individual or group settings. Um, Now, as people with lived experience of emotional distress and service use, Uh, They value people's strengths, resilience and skills. They also practice mutuality, respect and non-judgment in their conversations to improve folks' ability to cope and easily manage distress or anxiety. Janelle Sheher is a peer worker for the check-in program. Janelle has always been passionate in creating safe spaces for people to learn more about themselves and the world they live in. Janelle values collaboration and collective care. She previously volunteered as a pregnancy support worker within her local community and prior to peer work, she worked in theatre as stage manager and creative advisor. As a registered expressive arts therapist, Janelle continues to bring her love of creativity to conversations with others. Frankie They Them is a peer worker for the check-in program. Frankie grew up by the Birrarung on the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung country in Warburton as part of the Kula Nations. They are interested in peer narrative practice that invites conversation outside of the biomedical model of pathologization in mental health. They are passionate about finding connections across the consumer ex-survivor patient movement and other movements that seek to create worlds with less harm, coercion and punishment. So um, welcome to Janelle and Frankie. Uh, thanks for coming on Brainwaves today. Can you both introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your roles and how you got into this work? We'd love to. I'm Janelle. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm one of the peer workers for the check-in program. Um, I actually started previously to this role was working in theatre and was also studying expressive arts therapy and have been experiencing mental health challenges um, throughout my life as well and I came to a place where I really wanted to be able to contribute to the conversation and walk alongside people who might also have similar experiences and I wanted to be advocating for others um, that might have similar experiences to me and um, whether they were in the workforce or not and do it in a meaningful way. So that's kind of how I came into the workforce um, as a lived experience worker 
Um, and yeah, I'm now um, finished my studies, but um, I'm still in my peer worker role and loving it. Wow, that's awesome. And that's a great shift too from like industry to industry. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's very cool. Awesome. Thanks, Chanel. And Frankie? Hi, folks. My name's Frankie. I use they, them pronouns. Um, yeah, I think um, my journey was so I grew up in uh, regional Victoria, so on the Wandry country. Um, out by the Burrung or the Yarra River um, and yeah similarly had um, challenges in my late teens and then um, into my 20s after a huge loss in the family and kind of um, yeah also was um, very much was pr providing informal peer support to um, community members um, from LGBTIQ plus community and kind of um feeling like um uh, you know as myself and also my yeah um close people had encounters with the public mental health system um I wanted to be able to be skilled up to ac actually like offer people in my community um alternatives or um yeah alternatives to the medical model so um I came to lived experience work through that history um, and I'm also uh, also bring narrative therapy and community work into peer work. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. So you've come on the show today to talk about the work that you're both doing with the check-in program. Can you tell us a bit about what that is? The check-in program is a peer support and self-advocacy program. Um, so it's came about as a pilot project through Vimiac and essentially we walk alongside people. We do one-on-one -on -one sessions and we also do group um, wellbeing programs as well. And I'd say for me, it's about um, meeting people mutually and, and having conversations um, and exploring difficult, some sometimes difficult topics through lots of different um, ways, whether that be verbally, whether that be through um, a form of like creative expression. Yeah, it's, it's quite a beautiful um, opportunity of connection with community members. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And I guess, um, you know, some of your past experience would probably help with that creativity side of things as well, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So starting a new program during the time of COVID, how did you find that and how have you found the calls have changed as restrictions have eased up? Um, yeah, it was definitely, so we check-in came about through COVID um, relief funding after the first lockdown and um, it came about, so Vimiac is a member-based organisation and we did a series of surveys with our membership around um, the effects that the pandemic and the lockdowns were having on people's mental health. Mm. Um, and we were seeing really two main things that people really wanted, um, peer-led support services and also a place for people to have community and support from other people with lived experience. Mm -hmm. um, so it was actually incredibly difficult starting up something, setting up a new service during COVID um, 
and you know getting our name out there and making connection with other services and um but I think it's been where we are now um people have um even in that time there's been so much work through the Royal Commission um even getting referrals from clinical services there's a bit more of a language around peer-led and lived experience-led services so um we're kind of I would say now we really feel like we've kind of established and we're getting, um, yeah, people through the door and and getting good feedback from community members. Well, I've definitely heard uh, the name of your program quite a bit around in different spaces. So kudos to both of you because I think that's awesome (laughs) that you've been able to achieve that during COVID because trust me, as someone who does a couple of programs, I know how difficult that time has been for everyone. So well done. Now, just to head back, Frankie, one of the things you mentioned that Vimiac was a member-led, did you say member? Can you explain what that means just for our audience who might not get what that is? Yeah, so Vimiac is a, cons- so we're, we're a member organisation. So um, we uh, represent consumers of um, mental health services, so people with lived experience of emotional distress or um, mental illness, Um or those who have had encounters with mental health system. Um, And when we say we're a member-based organisation, we invite people who have those lived experiences to sign on as a member in order to inform and um, inform the work we do. And also that we're we're accountable to... Yeah, I was going to say that accountability is awesome. Yeah, that's really great. Fantastic. So what sort of barriers do you think some of your participants experience and how does a service like check-in help to overcome that? I think one barrier is that there can be, particularly when entering into the mental health system or engaging in the mental health um, system, there can be a lot of power imbalances um, of knowledge of how to access it or um, power of having a particular title or role and how our service attempts to overcome that is by meeting people as a peer. So meeting people with mutual, uh, from a mutual space where when we engage with someone, we don't come in and say, hey, this is exactly what you need to do and and this is the thing that's going to be the best thing for you. Mm. We have conversations with people and say, you know, hey, this this was my experience, this is, what I found helpful, but it might not be what's helpful for you. So let's have a conversation about what is helpful for you. Mm. What are things that you've learned? What are the knowledges that you hold? And let's celebrate that Mm. Um, rather than, I guess, coming from just a deficit point of view. We really bring in a strength-based approach. Love that. Yeah. I think that's way more empowering. And it also means that you're likely to um, I don't know, have an individual experience with your program rather than a one, you know, one size fits all kind of situation, which is often sometimes unfortunately what we see in a lot of mental health programs. That's fantastic. Um, something that I was thinking about in terms of people accessing services, um, there can be a real stigma around certain diagnoses. So, for example, BPD, schizophrenia, um, I guess, yeah, uh, diagnoses which um, carry a stigma from clinical services and mainstream 
mental health services. And that's something that we kind of thought a lot about in terms of how people access the program, the kind of um, questions we ask people on intake and really thinking about how we can, um, yeah, disrupt some of those stigma and discrimination when accessing services. Yeah, it sounds like it's creating a bit more of a safe space as well for people with those diagnoses too, which is super important as well. So how structured is the program? Um, So we have everyone who accesses the service, they have an initial check-in phone call that would be with Janelle or I of the phone. And then we um, have two options. So they can go into um, sessions of one-to-one peer support with Janelle or I over the phone or video. Um, And then we also have group programs. So that's, again, over Zoom um, for up to between seven to 12 weeks. We've had different programs. Um, And for those group programs, we have um, guest facilitators uh, who... Um, facilitate trauma-informed yoga and way up a work. Oh, wow. That sounds amazing. It sounds really great and super flexible as well, which I think is also really good. You know, different people need different things and I think that's important as well. Yeah. So I understand that the program takes, and, you know, we've kind of discussed this a little bit, but it takes a bit more of a collaborative approach when it comes to support. So can you explain a bit more, I guess, how that actually works? So because we come from a... Um, from a framework of intentional peer support that really values mutuality. The collaborative approach when it comes to support means that we work together with the individual to find a place that, or find a a way of working that's suitable for both of us. Mm -hmm. So we, rather than us dictating or saying, this is the direction that you're going to go in, we invite people to choose how they want to participate. Mm -hmm. So like Frankie said, we have a a couple of different options of services, um, but we also have a couple of different different options as to how people want to engage as well. So even within the group programs, we invite people to show up as they are in, in a way that is useful and supportive for them. So whether that's with their cameras on or off, or whether that's just engaging on the chat function, um, we like to take a creative approach, I guess, to finding ways that of engaging with individuals in um, not in just a one fits uh, one size fits all model, yeah. um, but more individualized support. Yeah, that's great. And I think sometimes, you know, depending on where we are, and if I speak for myself here, but you know, different times um, with my own mental health, you know, if I'm engaging in a program and I'm kind of forced into a way of engaging, sometimes that can actually set me back a bit. So having that, um, you know, I guess those options there available, you're going to get more engagement. People are going to feel more comfortable in the program. I think that's really, really great. Yeah. And we also offer, in terms of collaborative approach as well, we, we encourage, I guess, connections between different community members and ways of support so we have a thing where we invite people to write a letter to someone that might be experiencing something similar to them and when we come in contact with other um, community members that have similar experiences um, we ask whether they'd like to receive a letter from someone else who also shares a similar experience and we have things like collective documents where um, it's a 
basically a, a resource of, of sharing wisdoms and knowledges based on people's lived experience. So it's really offering, I guess, a, a collective support system rather than just, um, you know, just relying on the experiences of Frankie and I, um, mm. we brought that out to welcome the community to engage. I love that. That is amazing. That's really cool. Uh, how does someone refer themselves into the check-in program? So we encourage people to um, warm refer. So that means, you know, if they're working with someone, say another service is working with someone and they think that they would really um, benefit from working with a peer worker, that they can send along their details straight to us. Um, or people can refer themselves so they can call the check-in phone line, which is a free call number. Um, that's 1-800-845-009. Nice. <laughs> um, and, yeah, when you, when you call that number, I think it's also really good for people to know what they'll get when they call that number. So, um, you know, you'll either um, be met with Janelle or I. Um, that's yeah, between Monday to Thursday, nine to five, um, we're on those phone lines or you'll get um, the answering machine and we will then phone you back. Mm, excellent. Yeah, I think that's true. I think sometimes the scariest thing is picking up that phone because you don't know what's going to happen um, on the other side of the call. But here, speaking to both of you, people will get an idea of who they're getting to talk to, which is also great. So that's wonderful. Um, and I like the idea of a warm referral too. I think that's great as well. Um, so we've talked a little bit about um, how the check-in program works, but I was wondering if you could go into a little bit more detail about what sort of services are offered um, to people who decide to take part in the program, so like what groups, that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So with the one-to-one -one sessions, they at the moment are six sessions initially and they meeting once a week mm -hmm. for 45 minutes with mm -hmm. a peer worker, so either with Frankie or myself. And then for the group programs, um, that's also meeting once a week on Zoom. Those sessions go for about an hour and a half for each week. And they generally take the framework of, at the start we'll do um, an acknowledgement of country, the group agreement that we co-create together. We also do an initial check-in with people so perhaps sharing one word about how you feel or an object in the room that describes how you're showing up today. And then we do a group activity. So often these are kind of reflective questions, looking at things around values, around skills and, um, you know, what it has taken for you to, to get here today. And sometimes those uh, take a real creative approach where there'll be some self-individual reflection. Other times it's a like small group um, conversations. And there's usually an opportunity um, as the group to have some whole group discussion also. And we close with having a um, group checkout. So saying you know, perhaps one thing about one thing that you're holding on to from the session or one thing that you got out of um, the session that day. Um, so those are the sessions on briefly, I guess, that we, that Frankie and I facilitate. But as Frankie mentioned, we also have some external facilitators that offer some really incredible sessions. Um, Frankie, do you want to mention some of those ones? 
Yeah, so um, we've been working um, with um, a few facilitators um, who hold Waiapa Work. So Waiapa Work um, was founded by Uncle Jamie Marlowe Thomas and Sarah Jones. Um, and so it's a earth-based mindfulness practice um, that really looks at, um, yeah, um, connecting with um, country, connecting with Mother Earth as a way to um, have wellness or to be well. Um, oh, yeah. Um, so, and we also work with Maylai Swan, who um, uh, is the founder of Yoga for Humankind, and she does work around, um, yeah, social justice and yoga practice um, but really kind of um, yoga from a somatics point of view in terms of um, practices that people in lots of different kinds of bodies and lots of different situations can um, find um, connection with their body and their spirit. Um, So, yeah, and it's, it's, I think it's really, um, it allows people, both of those practices, um, meet people where they're at in terms of where they are with their body and their mind and their spirit. So, mm. yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. They sound amazing. And I guess one thing I didn't mention about the sessions that um, Frankie and I also facilitate is that we bring with us um, our own lived experience and our, also our own skills and knowledges in um, so some of the practices or some of the um, activities are really arts-based. Um, you don't have to have any sort of art experience um, or expertise, but some of them will draw upon some of those practices. And we also um, draw upon narrative therapy as well. So, so there's a few activities that we do that um, are informed by, yeah, the um, knowledges that we carry from our own um training and and learning as well wonderful before we wrap up today i'd like to let everyone know that unfortunately the check-in program will not be extended beyond june 30 of this year current participants of check-in will continue to be supported having had the pleasure of speaking with janelle and frankie i know their passion will lead them to continue the work and they have assured me they will always be looking for creative ways to offer the program in the future Now let's hear from some testimonials from some current and past participants. They were asked what they might like to tell someone who was considering joining the program. The space that the check-in team creates allows you to come in and observe and then participate at your own pace. Jump in, do it, don't hold back. I know I was quite worried about it. It's invaluable what you get out of it. It's definitely worth being a part of. It's a community in small groups. It's so powerful. It's so connecting and you feel just like you're with other people that get it. It's okay not to be okay. I started these sessions thinking that I was only one feeling like this. Then I realized there are others who feel like this. The peer workers do an incredible job at making us aware of the good that's still around us. And that's so important. I've had positive experiences. The peer workers have been great. The experiences we get through the program have been quite diverse. They draw on the current skills you have or skills you don't have. It's a good challenge to try skills that you're not good at. It's really good to make some time for yourself and learn things and do things that you wouldn't have before. You'll get to know yourself better and in that have a positive effect on your mental and well-being. 
In the journey of our lives, we connect with people with lived experience. In a supportive atmosphere, we treat each other with kindness, thoughtfulness, and care. It's a safe space to learn and discover. It's healing and it has therapeutic qualities. It's about exploring ways to deal with whatever you have to deal with. Thanks, Janelle and Frankie, for coming on the show today and sharing your knowledge and insight with our listeners. Um, really sorry to hear that the program will not be continued to be funded, but I have absolutely no doubt that uh, you will both continue to do amazing things. Um, as I say often, watch this space because I know that, that good things are coming and you'll be at the head of it. So, yeah, more details about check-in can be found in today's show notes. And I really hope that everyone has today enjoyed today's show. You can find more of our shows on the 3CR website, 3cr.org.au or on Spotify, or wherever you happen to download uh, your 3CR podcast. Now, as usual, we always say if you have a story to share, or if you'd like to send us some feedback, um, or maybe some suggestions on shows in the future, we would absolutely love to hear from you. So please email us at brainwaves at wellways.org. Thanks everyone for listening today. Please stay safe, and we'll be back next Wednesday at 5pm for another episode of Brainwaves on 3CR. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.